It's time to come to the truth that none of this shit matters. Um, so today is kind of a lecture of sorts. Because I think so many of us have this like delusion that we like to believe in. Like, oh, what we're doing is saving us. It's saving our planet. It's, you know, spirituality. Oh, it's so necessary. Whatever it is that you're, you're into... Uh, you know, maybe it's logic or truth. Oh, if people don't have logic or truth, or they're, they're, you know, we can't, you know, be, you know, whatever it is. But in the in reality, none of this shit matters. It's all just like fucking pointless, pretty much. You're basically just wasting. We're basically just like monkeys. In a cage. Or even in the real world. Not really doing much of anything. Not really saying much of anything. We're just like. You know. um, For myself for instance. You know it took a lot of what I was saying. And what I was doing seriously for a while. Um, And I made a lot of episodes. And I did a lot of things. And. At this point now, I realize all I was really doing was going. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah. Uh, I just didn't realize it. It's all we're doing. We're just like monkeys or ants. Um, and this is not me trying to insult what you're doing. I'm trying to remove this seriousness that you're paying to what you're doing. This is exactly the problem. Uh, so there's. I'm going to give you like a couple of reasons why none of the shit that we're doing matters. Because it doesn't. It really doesn't matter for the most part. If at all. One, if you are doing, like say, like I'll give you the example of being, you know, in spirituality or doing self-help or whatever it is that you're doing. To try and improve yourself or to try and calm yourself down or whatever it is that you're doing. One... None of this is working, so you, it, it doesn't matter. Anyways, two, it is working, but in the long run, you know, it's not really fixing the problems. It's not really doing much of anything in the long run, in, in the long view, so to speak. Three, if you try and do something about these things, or if you try and explain things these things to people... It's inevitable that they will either not listen to you, or they, they will listen to you... And believe you and not really do anything about it. Or they'll listen to you, believe you, and do something about it. But it's still inevitable that they may they will fail. None of this shit really matters. It's actually kind of counterintuitive. But the... the, the <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, but it seems like true growth, true you know, self-improvement happens when you're not actually trying to self-improve. <laughs> it's really strange. And it's really counterintuitive that, that, you know, that's the result because we have this idea that, oh, we have to do all these things. We have to do this thing in order to get enlightened. You're, 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 you're fooling yourself right now. You're just like that monkey in the tree. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah. Are you, are you, are you sure that what you're saying is, uh, you know, really helping? And probably the biggest reason, um, is that. Three, um, you know, there's this problem of taking things way too seriously. Um, you know, and I think a lot of, uh, as, as, it, as it comes to a lot of spiritual people and self-help people and personal growth type people, we take this shit way too seriously, especially if you are uh, green, stayed green, maybe a little bit orange. But mostly it's a stage green thing where they take take it very seriously and then I explain to them explain to them now, you know, I guess I've gone way past it at this point. I'm just like, well, none of this really matters. 
and their response is either going to be silence or it's going to be like, no, but but we have to explain this to people. We have to get them to meditate. We have to do, get them to do yoga. We have to get them all to do all these things. Don't you realize that you're turning what you're what you're? Don't you realize that what you're doing is you're you're turning your what you what you say into a religion? It's what we're doing. As a, this is basically what we're doing right now. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really mean to be harsh, but, um, it is. It's a religion. We have become convinced. We have convinced ourselves because of proofs that we might have found or whatever it is that we we come up with that what we're doing is good and, and natural and, and as necessary. And, um... You may reach a point eventually, you know, depending on how, you know, where you are. You know, you may be very stage green. You may reach a point eventually where you're going to go, wait a minute. I spent all my time doing it for this? But, but this, um, you know, this, this, this doesn't, it didn't take any effort to get to this. And that's the counterintuitive part of this problem, is that really the the problem here isn't that you know we we have these problems with our minds and we have to fix them. The problem is our very resistances keep us keep us from fixing so-called fixing our problems. That's one of the problems. One of the problem. One of the other problems is that. Well, there's a couple of problems, but one of the other problems is that we take these things too seriously because we see that they work, and then we go, oh, you have, you have to try this new thing. It, it can give you enlightenment. We, it can give you meditation, or it can give you calmness. It can give you peace, whatever it is that you're getting. But you're, you're now turning the teachings that you have been given or that you, you have learned yourself and turning them into a religion. I almost guarantee this is exactly how religions start. The same way. It's what I've called, and I'm going to start calling it more. I'm going to start making more episodes about this in the future. I'm calling it the victim-savior complex. And basically, um, you know, one example, one really useful example is, if, if you know anything about the Enneagram, uh, if you know anything about the uh, type two, type two is very much in line with, in a lot of ways with this victim savior complex because what two what the two does. If you believe in the enneagram, I don't, I don't think the enneagram is uh, not that it's inaccurate, but you know that's it's you know when you put yourself in a box, you know you you limit yourself. But that's not a subject which I might go into in other episodes, but. What type two uh, does is it, you know, tries to give all this love to other people, um, because you know it may, or actually another a better example actually is extroverted feeling, uh, from uh, Carl Jung's uh, Eight Psychological Types. Uh, there's a book that he called uh, that he uh, wrote called Psychological Types. Goes into the eight different uh, functions, and one of them is uh, what is called extroverted feeling, or what um, personality hacker calls harmony. And I think this is actually a really, really good example of victim savior complex. If if it's unbalanced, if it's not like um, seen through the eyes of like TI or you know some other function. But one of the interesting problems with uh, extroverted feeling, when when it's not balanced by calmness or meditation or by wisdom, or by distance, or by whatever it is that you're you're trying to balance it with, is that it will search for all these. It will search for a way to save all these people. Oh my God! All these people are victims. Oh no! Or you know you might not want to, you know, offend or deal with anybody because you're afraid that they may, you know, get, get annoyed or, 
oh no, I don't want to offend anybody. There's these people are poor victims. They they need to be sheltered. And it's just like this this attitude has actually gotten stronger and stronger and stronger because there's nobody like countering it for the most part. There's nobody saying, wait a second, what is happening here? Um, you know, you're you're because you're taking all this stuff so seriously, you're actually making it worse. It's ironic. But when you're, we take all these things as seriously as people do, it tends to end up making the problem worse. It's really interesting how that works, um, and that in itself is it could be an episode I might make in the future. Um, I get back to it in a minute and pauses for a second. Um. I forget where I was going. You know, I'm I'm going to pause this and I'll come and come back to it later. Oh man. Okay, so now it's time to dispel all of your illusions, or as much of them as I can, with hilarity. <laughs> and so I'm going to start with myself, because I think it's a good example to show you how how deluded we we all become because we take all these things seriously. <laughs> we all think that oh. This technique, this thing, this can calm you down. This can do this thing. And oh, I'm such a. Um, it's really interesting, actually. Because um, it's not really about the technique calm you down or whatever. It's about it, um, when you get to a certain level of uh, spiritual development, you kind of like have this moment of like. Oh, I've done all these things. I've I've gotten to such a level of awakening. I've done. I'm so you know humble. I'm so all these things, and your ego gets involved and it starts telling you all these all this bullshit. Oh, I'm I'm so great. I'm so humble. I'm doing all these great things. And if you're not aware of what's happening, if you're taking your yourself and your teachings too seriously, you're gonna create a cult if you're not careful. Um. There's an episode, a two-part series actually called Understanding Cult Psychology from Actualized.org that goes into this. And, uh, you know, the mind... So I'm going I'm to make fun of myself because I think it's fun to start because I'll, I'll, I'll go into this maybe in another episode or in a later part of this episode, but... Uh, Basically, had an awakening of sorts, or sort of uh, removing of uh, something inside of me. So, I'm gonna be going over and destroying as much as I can of all of the seriousness that you put into things. So, I'm gonna use myself. I'm gonna start with myself first because it's gonna be funny, and uh, maybe it'll get you in the mood of, and seeing what I'm going to be explaining to you in a minute. So. Um, one of the things the mind likes to do is, like, uh, when it finds a technique, and when it finds, like, certain teachings and understandings that it seems to work, the mind's like, oh, yay, cool, I'm free of judgments and free, free of all these problems. I'm just sitting there, like, now that I had, had, have had this kind of, like, awakened moment, whatever it is. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you really think that you, you, you have, you're free of all these judgments when you're sitting there judging yourself and others when you get, you get annoyed. <laughs> it's like, really? You're so deluding. You're so deluding yourself. Uh, and this is one of the traps your, your ego likes. Your ego, that be, you're, because you're doing the spiritual work, you have the, you're no longer the victim. You're now the savior of yourself. Oh, I saved myself. I'm so great now. I'm so I'm so spiritually pure. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I could destroy all of your illusions about that in like five minutes. <laughs> um, you know, you you have a lot of people. And I'm not saying that, by the way, I'm not saying that your your spiritual teachings or lessons are not important. They are important in a sense that, you know, you have gotten something from them. But if you, from that point, have then gotten, um, 
so serious about them that you then have to spread them to others and you are starting starting to sit there and you go, oh, you you need to be saved. You're, you're basically falling into the same trap that religious people fall into. Oh no, you're you're a victim. <laughs> um, but it actually goes even deeper than this because there's this problem with control that we all think that we're controlling our own development. And so we think we're that when we're meditating and we're doing all these things that we're actually controlling our development. <laughs> and you know, you can you can see this in everyday life. And I'm not saying that you're you know, what you're doing is not working. It doesn't matter. For the most part, it's not what I'm saying, and I'll go into that in a minute. What I'm saying, basically what I'm saying is that, um, and I was explaining this earlier to somebody, <laughs> is that what the, what is happening is, you know, you, because what, what may happen when you're doing these things is, it's hard to explain, but what's happening when you, you meditate and some some things get like loose and they get let go of your your mind and you 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 no longer notice them or whatever what's happened is that you you didn't let go of those things what happened was that it, it, it was kind of like an indirect uh, result of meditation um and so when you're meditating or when you're doing spiritual work when you're contemplating when you're introspecting what happens when those things get let go of you and they become looser in the side of you is not caused by you but the mind likes to think it's 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 you that's doing it oh you're so humble you're so pure look at what you're doing <laughs> it's such a, it's such a form of ego <laughs> and people that are so into the spiritual uh, wisdom that they're gaining they're like oh look at me i'm so pure i'm so beyond the <laughs> the world <laughs> you can see all these people they, they they like join these communes where they're like oh i'm going to uh, uh, free myself by removing all materials no no more material material wealth i'm just gonna do whatever <laughs> like to you know become more spiritually involved <laughs> He just basically traded one egotistical part of yourself for another. <laughs> and so you didn't really solve the problem. <laughs> um, so what's, what's happening <laughs> when you're developing, when this is happening, when these developments are happening, is that you're not controlling it. It's not being controlled. You're not the one doing it. But your ego, your mind, because it thinks that it's controlling everything it'll say that it's it'll sit there and go oh look at you you're you you're so spiritually pure you're so enlightened <laughs> um i can almost guarantee you that if your mind is telling you that then i hate to bust your bubble but you're probably not <laughs> it's it's very it's a very very delusion to come up against and to defeat because you can't defeat it um so this goes back to the idea you know that what you resist persists what what um you know that's what the mind does because it thinks it's controlling all these things so when you're meditating and, and things let go inside of you and you start like for instance if you have a problem with self-confidence I've talked about in a, in a previous episode how, and I stand by this point. Um, I, I might go into this later in a minute, but <clears throat> so say you have a lack of confidence, and so what the mind will try and do it, because it thinks it's controlling all these these things that's happening is that it'll say, okay, so I don't have confidence, so I'm going to create confidence. Bro, look at me, I'm so confident. <laughs> It doesn't understand what it's doing. It doesn't understand the delusion of its own mechanism. <laughs> because what what is happening is that you're when you're 
like trying hard to be confident and when you're doing all these things because you think that you're confident you're you're basically putting on a facade and you you're probably not even aware of it that's the bad part about it <laughs> so your mind is so unaware <laughs> um so like I said this does not mean that nothing matters it means well nothing does matter actually inherently um but what it, it doesn't mean that you should you just you should give up all spiritual and all material things or all things because you know some important thing or that nothing matters in the sense that you 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 know there there are things that you can you you shouldn't or that there are things that you don't you no longer have to worry about doing because they can you get rid of your because you're not controlling things and like you're not fixing the problem by doing them um you're not fixing the problem directly by doing them so um basically uh you don't have to do them anymore that's not necessarily what i'm saying well you don't actually have to do them actually i am saying that but i'm not saying that this doesn't mean that you know it wouldn't be important to you to do these things they may be helpful for you to do but it doesn't mean that they're, you, should, you should take them seriously it doesn't mean that you when you see problems in yourself judgments in yourself that you sit there and you go oh no I'm such a bad person I'm such a evil person I'm such a villain because I'm doing I'm judging again I'm being annoyed again because it's going to happen it's not something you can control it's not something you can stop not in that way um and then back to that that keeps the game going <clears throat> and you know and I almost make the argument that that's why the mind is doing what it's doing because it knows that the game is is continued by judging and criticizing itself and others and everything else so what's happening when you know something happens so, so let's go back to confidence right so there's comp there's a lack of confidence so that go by for a minute <laughs> talk about talk about dispelling the illusion that I have control over what sound is happening on this podcast I can't control what's gonna happen <laughs> oh no a plane is going by I can't control it I'm a victim <laughs> anyways so the, the, um, so let's take confidence for a second. Um, so what people do uh, when they find they have a lack of confidence is they try and become confident. And so they read all these things. This is how you become confident. This is what you do. This is you know what you what you say. And so they become so-called confident. But but the problem is that, that confidence is most I think for the most part I'd almost argue that. 98 to 99 percent of what's com what confidence is is actually what i call false confidence because it's confident confidence that's coming from the ego the ego is not saying look at this now i'm doing all these things now i'm confident now i can do even more look at this oh yay i'm such a brilliant mastermind of confidence that's not confidence that's like deluding yourself into believing that you're uh, number one, that you're controlling your confidence. Number two, that you, this confidence will last forever. And number three, that something's not going to come upon you that's going to just, oh no, I just lost my confidence because somebody said something or something something happened that I didn't control or couldn't control. And boom, all of that confidence just disappears. <laughs> oh no, I'm a victim again. Um, so uh, to believe that this usual form of confidence is actually confidence is delusion. So true comp. So what is true confidence? True confidence is where you don't feel like you have to become confident, or you, you don't have to show off to be confident, or that you are, you know, that you 
basically when you're truly confident uh there's no thought of being confident oh i'm confident right now whoa look at me there's no thought of like oh no you know i'm i'm hideous or i'm whatever i need to become pretty or need to become attractive or need to become famous that's what i call false confidence confidence that comes from uh seeing yourself as these things seeing yourself as famous beautiful attractive wealthy um you know successful thriving um not that these things are bad but when your mind tells yourself that you're these things you know that's i almost want to argue i'll just i'd make that argument that that's false confidence and true confidence is where you're not even considering these things and you're just kind of flowing naturally. Of course, it's it's. Uh, I want to make an, an this statement now that it is it is uh, hubris of me to suggest that I actually know what is actually true in this matter at all. <laughs> um. So keep that in mind as well. That it's possible that I'm wrong here. Um. I think I basically covered this subject pretty well. So, uh, when it comes to myself, I mean, there's other stuff I could go into. I might go into in other, other episodes in the future, maybe. But uh, let's go over some of the <laughs> delusions. Um, some of them I've seen from uh, channels like Actualize.org and some I've seen from other people. Um, you know, a lot of... A lot of just teachers in general usually are pretty good in some ways. Um, not all, not all of them, and maybe not even most of them, but many of them are. Um, you know, not not in these categories as much, but you know, I'm sure they can have their their moments where they're they're deluded or they're you know mistaken things or whatever. Um, of course, that's another delusion in itself. Oh, you think you can know absolute truth? You know, you you think you can know everything? Um, that's another thing that I was, you know, because when I started this, um, to pra- the, pra- uh, the practice of developing myself and whatever, at first it was about calmness, you know. Oh, you think you can become calm? Really? You're so dumb. You're just deluding yourself. You're the, you're not the one controlling this. This stuff is just happening. Um... And then it was about, you know, understanding the mind. It was about fixing the mind. It was about, then it was about uh, eventually proactive cha- proactively changing beliefs, um, which is, you know, a very diluted practice in a lot of ways. Because you're, I mean, it's, it's useful, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're in a certain level of development, it can be helpful to do that. But um, to, you know, one of the problems with doing that is the, the uh, hubris that you can actually control your beliefs and that you can actually make new ones. <laughs> um, so, and eventually it was about basically creating a philosophy. It wasn't really as much about self-development and self-growth and spirituality as much as it you know is now. And you know you can make the statement I I told it to myself earlier because it was funny that you know you really think you're that this spiritual person when you you really weren't you practicing what you preach you're just like (laughs) creating your own delusion (laughs) you're deluding yourself um and then it became about dismantling these beliefs and then dismantling uh, all of it, and then it became about getting insights. Um, as you know, and then it became more about dismantling things. Uh, and actually, an interesting uh, consequence is that it's really interesting. And I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed this, or you know, if if, if this is true for me, or, or if it's true for everyone. 
I'm not going to make that assumption. You know, that the mind likes to do that. It makes this assumption that, oh, this, this is, if this is true for me, it's true for everybody or that it can help many people when it's not necessarily true at, in, at all. Um, but what I've noticed actually is that the more that you are trying to do something, that are you, the more you try to become calm, the less calm you can become. The more you try and fall asleep, the harder it is to fall asleep, the harder it is to sleep. <laughs> I don't know how many times, you know, because one of my problems is that I don't like to be rushed into sleep. The the brain, I don't. I mean, it's humor, that's hubris as well to say that I'm the one who doesn't want to be rushed to be asleep, or that I'm the one who's controlling it. But uh, whenever you know, there's a task that I have to do in the morning. If I wake, have to wake up at like seven thirty or eight thirty or even like ten. Or ten thirty, you know, there's there's this fear, this is possibility that I won't fall asleep in time to wake up at the, at that time, and so it actually makes it to where that actually happens, anyways. <laughs> oh man. Um. So you're. Your patterns of, of sleep are being influenced by your resistances. Oh no, I don't want to end up sleeping only like four, five, six hours before I have to do this thing. That wouldn't be so good. I have to sleep now, two hours later. No, this thing is going to happen again anyways. <laughs> You know, another example of taking things seriously that I've seen a lot of people do. I've done it myself as well. So I'm not just picking on people just to pick on people. I'm picking on people and myself to show you the dilute, diluted uh, and uh, <laughs> the hubris and the deluded states that we think we think that we can actually fix these problems or whatever it is that we're trying to do. Um, you know, you you, ha- you see a lot of people like, oh, you need to vote against Donald Trump or you need to vote for Donald Trump, as if choosing one old old white male will make a difference, one versus the other. Oh, that's that's gonna really make a difference. <laughs> How many times have people said that throughout the years? Oh, we need to get rid of this guy. This guy is is calling the end of the world. Like you, you hear all these poli- these pundits saying these things. Like, oh, if you elect Donald Trump again, we're gonna have Trump's America. Oh yeah, that's so different from all the other Americas that we had before. No, no real changes happened. I mean, there were some changes, but, like, in the long view, like, all this stuff doesn't really matter at all. It really doesn't, like, I mean, imagine thinking, like, there are some things that are, that are, you can, you can make that argument for, like, where Lincoln, for instance, you know, he freed the slaves, although there's actually, um, you know, people think that Lincoln freed the slaves, but there's, there's there's some missing context there that's really interesting. Because he didn't actually want to do that at first because, you know, I, I don't know exactly the reason, but I'm, I'm sure it has to do with racism or but uh, whatever it might have been. Uh, but that's also, you know, delusion for thinking, such a thing that's possible that it's a totally different reason. But um, he didn't actually want to do that. He wanted to try and, you know, deal with it a different way. But then he realized that the only real way to deal with it was to free the slaves because the British... Empire was going to side with the South. If I remember correctly, I might be getting this wrong. So any history buffs, you can fact check me. But, and so in order to combat the the British Empire going to join the South, he freed, he, he made that declaration that the slaves shall be freed. And, you know, because England at that time was already free, freeing, was had already freed slaves in their empire, 
and you know they're trying to free slaves in other areas. You know they couldn't do anything at that point because their their hands were tied because they already had made that judgment. So what are they going to do? Reverse that judgment and <laughs> show themselves to be hypocrites? <laughs> um, but for the most part, what presidents do doesn't, doesn't really matter. Like it matters in the short view, and it matters like to the people at the time. Like you know, there's corruption and there's problems, but there's always corruption. There's always problems. No matter what you do, like, you could elect the most peaceful, enlightened president in the universe. And he could do, he could, you know, get into office and he could do things. And within a year or two, and people would be saying the same thing. Oh, no, this guy, this guy is causing the end of the world. <laughs> it's, it's really, um, and, and the bigger issue is that, we think we're so uh, powerful that we're literally like controlling events. Like if we do elect somebody else, he you will actually be able to control things better. Oh please! <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry it makes people mad. I'm, I know this episode is going to make people really mad, but. People need to wake up. They're, they're taking their this shit way too seriously. Um, and, you know, I've counted myself in that camp for a while. But uh, and it's just like you have to laugh at yourself sometimes. You have to laugh at the, <laughs> the state of mind that makes people go, Oh, no, it's the end of the universe. It's like an apocalypse. What is happening to the world? We're all doomed. Oh no, we're a victim. <laughs> we have to laugh at it, otherwise we're gonna like go insane or something. <sighs> so I mean we could go into so many examples of you know how <laughs> we are deluding ourselves. You know, this this idea that we're controlling events is a good example. This idea that we're our techniques are, are actually doing the work is even a, a delusion because it's, it's I'm, I'm not saying that it's not doing anything um, but it's it's not doing something in a direct sense because doing something in a direct sense would actually make the thing stronger because directly trying to influence this thing is not fixing it uh, and it's making it stronger because what you resist persists. And doing something directly pretty much resists this thing. This is why a lot of these problems that we're dealing with in the country and in, in the world or whatever is being so persistent because we're resisting them and we're not like... I mean, there are some things like viruses that, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more like... Uh, economic based and like healthcare based and other kinds of things um, <clears throat> and even vi virus based like there's some things that you could do uh, in that that could make an indirect uh, effect that would be more maybe possibly more uh, effective than the direct approach but that's you know that that would be harder to do to be honest that's not something I'm saying that, that that's a something that can be done necessarily that'd be hubris but um, so when you're meditating when you're calming down what this is doing in a very indirect sense is it's not forcing this thing to go away what it's doing is because you're focused on whatever it is you're focused on your breathing or your mantra or your whatever it is, your yoga. Some people do yoga. It's like a physical. You could almost think of yoga actually um, as a physical kind of uh, calm innocence. That's always that's the way I've always thought of yoga, honestly, because it kind of is in, in many instances uh, the way that it was uh, originally taught. It was it was not taught to be you know something to benefit from exercise. It was more about calming the mind 
um, because when you're using the body to calm the mind, it's more effective. It's it's actually a more effective practice than to actually try and calm the mind. That's another subject for another episode. And so when you're using the mind, you're focusing the mind uh, in the same way, like with breathing, conscious breathing exercises. That's calming the body down. That's calming the mind down. And that's removing excess um, things. You could think, basically, the way you could think of this is that you have a bunch of knots uh, of energy uh, if you ever know, if you know anything about the energy system and you, if you know anything about like chi or chi or whatever you want to call it or prana um, basically you, you could just think of it as energy right in the body uh, and what what is what the the mind is what all these so-called negative things are you could almost make the argument I don't know if it's necessarily a true argument but you could make the argument that what these things are is uh, knotted up consciousness or also possibly knotted up energy within the body that's keep, that's blocking uh, change and growth and freedom. And so when you're, you're doing these things that you're doing, um, you're using an indirect path which is more effective than the direct path. Like if you were to use, because some people uh, recommend this thing called the direct path, where you're, you're just focused on awareness itself. Um, and that can be useful, but only in a certain way, um, which I might do an episode about in the future. But uh, So when you're doing like meditation, for instance, you're doing deep breathing, Calming the body, mind, you're calming the body, and that slowly over time releases these knots that you're having in your consciousness. And these knots are what you could call your your shadows, whatever that that would be. Like maybe you uh, don't think that you are um, a nice person, or that you that you don't think that you are a good person or a beautiful person, or whatever the whatever it is that you think you are, or maybe it is some kind of trait that you notice or that others notice about you that maybe you are really judgmental to other people maybe you're really mean to other people or something so in those knots or that's basically what these things are what these traits are what these things are are knots in in your psyche and your subconscious and doing these things these meditations whatever they are and doing yoga remove, removes the knots of your your subcon- of your consciousness. You can actually make the argument that yoga is removing the physical knots, while meditation is removing the the, the mental knots or the unconscious knots. Uh, although I don't know if that's necessarily a fair argument, but uh, you know there, there, you could make that possibly. An argument. So, now that we have gone over this, I'm gonna go over my uh, sort of. I don't know if you. I don't like. I don't really like to use the awakening word for what this is, but it seems to be what most people would consider to be an awakening, I guess. But <clears throat> I don't think that word is a good word because there's too much of a putting somebody on a pedestal. When you use this word. Oh, I had an awakening. Oh, you are so unenlightened. You're such an enlightened master of being you. You, you perfect soul. <laughs> You're, you, you can create like a cult by just saying, I had an awakening. I'm, I'm now enlightened. And the next thing you know, you have like thousands of followers. It's like, oh, teach me my, teach me my master. Teach me everything I need to know to become just like you. And, you know, that's how cults become cults. By, <clears throat> you know, having a so-called enlightened teacher or, or somebody who says he's God or somebody who, you know, says that whatever it is. Like, what did, what did Manson say? He, he basically had this idea, this belief that 
um, you know, the apocalypse or something was coming. I don't know exactly. Like, don't fact don't fact check me on this one, but I think it was something like where the apocalypse was coming, coming where like blacks and Jews and all these people were, you know, becoming stronger or something along these lines. And so, yeah, he had to. He felt like he, you know, the way to deal with that was to, you know, destroy people or whatever, destroy Hollywood or something. Um, like I said, it's not necessarily correct interpretation or not. I'm just giving you an example of how this can work. Once you believe that you're certain about something, uh-oh, there's a possibility at that point that you're deluding yourself, number one, which is probably going to be true anyways, because certainty, uh, hate about you, but burst your bubble, is an illusion. So number one, you, you, you're deluding yourself. Number two, if you then, you know, have this idea that you have to save other people or you have to, you know, you have a message and you have to send this message to other people. And you have to, you know, recruit and indoctrinate them because, you know, if not, you know, the, the apocalypse would happen. Something like this. Um, you know, you have this problem now where you have to do this. You're now taking these things so damn seriously. That you're not you're not basically reality checking yourself at this point. Um, <clears throat> and you see it everywhere. You're seeing it in politics. You're seeing it in religion. You're seeing it in spirituality. You're seeing it in you know new age movements. You're seeing it with whatever it is that you whatever like it could be literally anything. It could be like oh this video game is better than yours. I'm going to uh, post mean things about your uh, video game in the comments, or I'm going to post a mean uh, thing about your score on this video game in the comments, whatever it is. So, like, literally anything you could take seriously and just like, oh, now you're deluding yourself. Fact check. Reality check. You're just like everybody else. Um, so, my awakening... I don't really like the word awakening, actually. Um, let me think of a word that's better. My unknotting, I guess, would be a word, better word for it. Where you're tying, you you know, you, you have the tying of a knot. This is an undoing of a knot. My unknotting uh, basically came about today where I basically came to the idea and the insight that nothing matters. Uh, all, all these things that we think matters and are important are in, in illusions and don't actually matter within themselves. Um, and you know, I've, I've had this understanding intellectually. But it's one thing to have this understanding intellectually and it's another thing to actually like have this, you know, not be so undone inside of you. This not of, of seriousness so undone inside of you that you no longer even think uh, in a sense of taking things being serious and and when even when you know you have this unnodding unnot this not being undone and it's undone you might still have your mind saying well well this might be important this might be serious and you're sitting there going really you're deluding yourself again for this reason whatever reason it is. Um, so, so all seriousness, all, all mattering is an illusion. It doesn't exist. It only exists in your mind. Now, please keep in mind, and, um, you know, there is a very, uh, easy trap to fall into when I say this, but please keep in mind that this does not mean that you, that you can just do whatever you want and it won't matter. It may, it may matter to you, it may matter to others. But it doesn't actually matter intrinsically and inherently. Like within your universe and even um, within your own mind in a sense. Like it doesn't matter. It only matters because of the, the seriousness and you know the, the power that you give it. Um, 
And there's so many things that we take seriously. Oh my god, so many things. Like you could I could literally make an episode just just pointing out like 200, 300, 400, 500 things that you take seriously and that you you believe matters and is important. And I could spend about a thousand hours going over why these things are, are just not that important at all. Um, but that would be pretty boring for you. Um, I mean, I'd be interested in it. Because, um, you know, it's something that I, you know, I've seen sometimes. Especially now that I had this awakening of sorts. Um, so, uh, the danger of this awakening that I, that I, you, you know, you could definitely point out this, the danger, this danger, uh, and the danger is that, you know, because, you know, have this awakening that says nothing matters, you can, you could literally take this to mean that I mean that if I destroy some something or someone, you, there's no consequences. That's not really what it means. And, you know, that, you know, just because something is important to you or, you know, it could be useful for you doesn't mean it, it matters. It just means it, it, it has, uh, it matters giving, given your reference point and your meaning that you give to this thing, whatever it is. Um... But, you know, I had this, these moments where I was like, I'm just going to, like, destroy all spiritual notions. I'm just going to destroy the sacred cow of spirituality. <laughs> just, to, just to show people that all this, like, serious, seriosity, it's a word I just made up, made it up earlier. But all this seriosity that we put towards things is just, like, oh my god, it's just deluding us into more and more ego. Really, you could almost make the argument, actually, that the more seriousness that you put to something, the more importance you put on something, the more you think something matters, the more ego you have on in, in regards to this particular thing. Um, now, I don't know if I'd make that argument necessarily. Actually, I, I would actually make that argument, but I don't know if that's necessarily a true argument to make, but that's an argument I'm going to be proposing here. So, anyways... Way longer than I expected this episode. Um, <clears throat> way longer this episode was, you know, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I was trying to do a yoga, Yoda impression. <laughs> um, I can't even do it. Fucking down. <laughs> Way longer this episode turned out to be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. All of it is just noise in the background. It's like, oh, must, must not show my embarrassment. Must edit this segment. Then must edit this part out later. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. 